Hey everybody, welcome to uh, Photography Chat with Merlin, Season 2, Episode 26 with Allie Bartlett. Um, let's get Allie in the chat here and then we can get going. Um, hope everyone has been doing well this week, staying out of trouble and staying cool if you're anywhere where there's been uh, the, the heat dome. Um, it's been kind of a wild time. So let's... Uh, Let's get Allie in here. Thanks for joining in. Hey, Picture Man Bob, how are you doing? What's up, Dylan? Also, uh, for those of you that uh, may not know yet or are interested to check it out, uh, we still have a fundraiser going with Fear and Loathing 35mm Northern Film Collective uh, where we've got three uh, photos that uh, Dylan has donated um, to uh, help raise funds for the uh, the Kamloops Indian Band and uh, the discovery at the um, the residential school out there. So if you want to check that out, you can go to the Northern Film Collective uh, page or you can uh, go to northernfilmcollective.ca forward slash camloops. And here. Hello. Hi. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm not too bad. I like the, the view of the filing cabinets there. Uh, yeah, I am at work. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hope yeah. that you, we won't get you in trouble at work there. Oh no, they just left and I definitely mentioned that I was going to be doing this. So. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I think we'll probably end up watching it in the office tomorrow. <laughs> nice. Um, I mean, uh, this would probably be a great opportunity to uh, introduce yourself and let people know what, uh, <laughs> what the filing channels are all about and stuff. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm Allie Bartlett. I'm from Nova Scotia. I currently work uh, as a curatorial assistant. And so the files behind me are uh, some of our archives. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of stuff to sort in back here. So yeah, just thought I'd sit over here and give you guys a better view of the office than uh, some of the clutter we have going on. That's fair. What kind of stuff are you curating right now? Uh, so it's mostly some heritage works. And so yeah, the we don't have any like upcoming exhibitions per se just because we are just okay. opening up again uh so i'm helping with that and just getting things underway yeah but we do have a large photography collection so Ooh. yeah that's kind of where i think some of my stuff comes into play and you know i have a history in art handling so that helps out. yeah <laughs> yeah nice how's your week been going pretty good i mean I, this is like my Monday, so it's yeah, it works out for me. I just had three days off. Yeah. That's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, how have you been? Not bad. I'm glad that the heat wave piped down over here. It was a little crazy in Vancouver, especially because people are just not geared for that kind of heat here. Yeah, I mean, very lucky on the Sunshine Coast um, to be right near the water, so you know, I can go for a swim anytime, really, but yeah, yeah really hot. Yeah, we, we just don't have AC. Of, 
well yeah no one really has ac out here like yeah. that was something i was used to out in toronto because you you kind of need it with yeah i feel like there's not that many places in canada that actually have it but i don't know maybe i'm biased just being from the coast and then also being from the east coast it's just you don't have ac that's fair yeah i I guess I've lived in like two of the few places in Canada where you need AC because I, yeah. I used to live in Kamloops, which you absolutely need it there. Yeah. Um, and then Toronto, where it definitely helps with the heat <laughs> humidity. Um, yeah, I can only imagine. I remember when I moved from Nova Scotia to Boston, I didn't think I would need AC. And then, yeah, I think with within a very short amount of time, I spent like one miserable night and I was like, that's it. And I got <laughs> off of like craigslist really cheap <laughs> yeah. yeah especially like boston would have a very similar climate to toronto and yeah it's just it didn't seem that far away from nova scotia so i really didn't think it would be that much warmer uh you know and in the states i think relatively it's like northern so yeah. you know they always talk about how cold it is there i really wasn't prepared <laughs> but it isn't really that northern when you look at how it sort of dips. Yeah, I was misled. Yeah. <laughs> I should have looked a bit closer at the map. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Well, like a, a friend of mine was just saying that like a, a pal of hers from where she grew up in Alberta is uh, planning a trip through the Rockies and stuff. And she was like, oh, I'll totally come like visit you in Vancouver when <laughs> when you come through. And her boyfriend was like, let's look at a map <laughs> yeah just google maps how far away that is like as a drive yeah, yeah. but it's funny too like I've, I've had some american friends when i lived in vancouver they were like oh hey i'm gonna be in toronto you want to meet up for lunch and it's like i i would love to meet you for lunch yeah. but that's not really feasible like you know yeah it's like meeting somebody in chicago if you're from la you know it's just <laughs> It's not happening. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I like Chicago a lot. You know, uh, if my pockets were really deep and I really liked you, then maybe, but. That's you know. fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. um, have you been working on any photography projects lately? or? I mean, I'm trying to figure out how to set up a dark room in my place. Um, just really streamlining it. But, you know, I just haven't really gotten around to it yet. I got that enlarger, so. Nice. We have the same one now, but yeah, I haven't quite uh, gone around to testing it just because, like, my studio is, like, the sunniest room in the house. Oh, no. Uh, and it's carpeted, so I want to do the chemistry in the bathroom and just transport stuff kind of through, like, a blackout bag. So I'll, there's some problems to work out there, and I don't know, I recently started here, so we'll see maybe i could get one going here instead because i recently well, yeah, found two enlargers in the collection so yeah maybe they've got a space you could just be like hey could i work? yeah i mean the one of the bath like there's definitely some pieces in here that are totally dark and i did find two enlargers so we'll see they actually didn't know what they were so that was cool maybe yeah. you could start a camera club which could like bring extra revenue in We'll see. That could be cool. We do have an exhibit on right now about, uh, um, like, one of the first photographers of the area. So we have, like, her collection, and then we have some of, like, her cameras on display right now. That'd so be cool. I just, yeah, I have to see how much interest there is since, like, the population here is maybe not substantial enough 
Um, but it could be like a like interesting workshop later on when we are able to have more visitors. But that's fair. Uh, we're doing like if, if Ali's boss is listening right now, earmuffs. So oh, he doesn't don't... have a cell phone. He will not hear this till tomorrow. <laughs> well, I just say like for tomorrow when he listens to it, it's like you can be like, oh yeah, there's tons of interest. The interest is mostly you though. That's where the tons. Yeah, of it's like I'm keen on it. Um, I might know like one or two other people. Uh, but you know, we'll that's see. all you need. It's a start. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I that will be part of the job too. Is like doing some of the workshop uh, coordination at least. So. We'll see if anybody wants to do it. <laughs> me, me, Samuels asked, where is here, Allie? Oh, so I live on the Sunshine Coast, and I'm working at a museum in Gibsons right now. Okay. I've never actually been out there. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it. You know, mountains, ocean, what's not to love? I do. I miss the mountains a lot. Like, that's one yeah. of the things that I'm, I'm very glad to see again after uh, moving back out here. Yeah, I think... Toronto versus Vancouver that's the big perk is the mountains right it is it's weird though so it's like I never thought I would really miss Toronto a lot but like I, I really miss Toronto a lot <laughs> so. yeah it's tough it's tough moving during the pandemic right it is um like had the pandemic never happened I would have stayed in Toronto um but I mean, let's not get into those what ifs, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is what we're in right now. This is this is the reality of the world. Yeah. Um, but we did get to have an interesting experience. Um, so my friend Kat and I went to go to Mystery Lake in Mount Seymour, but the like the trail to it was completely still snowed in, which was kind of wild to see <laughs> when it was like super hot out there's like huge mounds of snow still and it was a weird experience standing barefoot in snow in like 30 degree weather <laughs> yeah it's almost you know it's like when you see the people skiing in whistler with like bikinis and bathing suits on right you're just yeah. like it looks freezing but it's actually totally normal <laughs> yeah it was it was kind of cool it was a terrible day to choose to do a hike like you know you shouldn't go hiking when it's that hot out but, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, definitely during the heat wave here, I was, I didn't even want to go to the beach at some points. I definitely did, but it was just one of those things that, like, you go in the water, and by the time you get to the hot dog cart, you've totally dried off, and you're just as hot as when you started, so, yeah. Hot dog carts. I miss those things. Yeah, they, we have one by one of the beaches here, so it's, I stopped by there. I'll give a little shout out to Davis Bay there. <laughs> There was a really dope hot dog cart in Toronto off of Ossington called Kung Fu Dog. It was <laughs> like a tiny little shipping container kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and he made the best um, corn dogs ever because he would like hand spread them um, yeah. right in front of you, made to order, and like they're amazing. Um, yeah, I think we're missing the corn dogs at the beach, but they're still pretty good. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i've never been out to gibson's but i'm hoping when becca comes out here in august um to see if we could um put together like an nfc photo adventure so. yeah i think that'd be a great like a photo walk and we can actually meet in person for the first time so yeah i mean all three of us fun. are going to be in the same province yeah. at one time like we got to do it yeah i mean we don't know when that'll happen again so 
Yeah, it's it's hard to say because I mean, like, yeah, there's mostly a quorum out here between the two of us, so it's like NFC is really BC heavy now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, we started out with you know some other branches as well, and you know, like in Nova Scotia and Montreal, but yeah, this has been kind of like the mainstay now. But I don't know, maybe she'll come to visit and she'll stay out here too. So maybe, yeah, maybe a bit BC um, heavy. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, but uh, so no. how, how have you enjoyed um, doing the, the curation with Northern I, Black? Bear? I enjoy it. I think it's really great. Like, you know, I think it's fun to see all these different places in Canada and like the people who are, you know, kind of like creative stop signs on the way. Like, you know, I definitely am like saving some of the images to go visit places, you know, next time we can travel. So it's been kind of nice to like vicariously travel through curating the Instagram account. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now that like I'm an official curatorial assistant, it's kind of funny that I have like these two different positions that are kind of similar in curation, at least in title. Um, and they both also like work with like photography and I am doing some like the social media aspect for this job too. So it's kind of like, okay, this is like really like becoming a bigger thing than the hobby it started out as. So <laughs> that's awesome it's kind of like interesting to see that grow just from like you know i responded to like becca's fa becca's instagram post once and then it just kind of went from there so yeah yeah it's been kind of a wild journey um the past year with, with all yeah. that like between ramping up curators and um the volume one which was yeah really wild and uh yeah. still so cool that becca pulled that off um, yeah that definitely that was one thing too that like really cinched it for me was that like you know that getting that book I was like oh like this looks so good <laughs> you know and that was something too that I was like okay you know maybe that's something um like going forward I would like to be a bit more involved in that because I I know I didn't I really let Becca take that that was her whole baby and idea and everything um but yeah definitely you know, something to keep in mind, especially like working in our archives, is just like the importance of those like physical documents too, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And and it's interesting too that like you're saying like it's it's like vicariously traveling um, through other people uh, when you're looking at the feed, like trying to pick stuff for curating. But I also kind of find it's also a bit of time traveling too because we've got <laughs> a few people that um, post like all these like old school photos yeah um which is like wild to see like Canada in like the 70s and 80s and yeah stuff like that. yeah there's definitely um you know I'm terrible at remembering people's Instagram handles uh and then by extension their names because I don't know most of these per people in person um but yeah there's definitely been like one account that I've shared a number of times that yeah, there's has like the 1980s Toronto scene and like it's just like gorgeous photographs and I know that he has publications too um is that David Green you know I'm I not David Green is one of them yeah, um, but there's another general. there's another one and I can't remember I'm sorry if you're listening <laughs> yeah there's there's lots of great like I, I'm amazed at like how many um awesome photographers like you know share the the hashtag and um it's uh where is it here yeah brandy says i end up calling people by their insta handles all the time too 
Yeah, I actually just had to go through my phone contacts and like put people's real first and last names in because I was starting to like be like, oh shoot, like what's my friend's actual name? Like, <laughs> you know, just if you want to get in contact with them in the future and the number changes or something, it's just like, how many of your friends do you just forget what their last name is? Like, I don't know, maybe that's a me thing and like just not having the best memory. But yeah, sometimes I'm just like, Oh yeah, like TJ Rex. That's definitely not my friend's actual name. But that should be. That's an amazing name. I agree, but it's not that. <laughs> so like, you know, I do need to kind of edit some of that. And some of them, there's too many Katie's. Like, I love all of you, but you know, if I don't put last names, I don't know who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah, we. I had that when I worked in a call center. We had too many Jasons on our team. So we had <laughs> one guy that was bearded Jay for obvious reasons because uh, he had a beard. Yeah, <laughs> but then, now he's committed to that, right? Like, he yeah, has he, to have a beard now. Well, yeah, and that, like, I think still to this day, he's bearded Jay. Um, yeah, and that was like, fuck. 15 years ago yeah like a long ass time and then we had metal jay because he was into metal and then like even in my life now i know too many jasons like you know there's this jason moore and then like other jasons like jason's a very popular name it seems you know i feel like i, I know like maybe two so <laughs> i don't know but maybe if i went to toronto <laughs> that's there'd fair. Be a couple more yeah i can i can think of like one in my high school and one that i taught swimming with and that's it so that was like 10 years ago <laughs> so Aaron says that he might tattoo a QR code of his insta handle on his neck so insta friends can find him in real life oh god <laughs> you know I mean, it gonna... could be useful but what if happens if you're gonna do that updates <laughs> Well, exactly. If you're going to do that, you should do the QR code and an NFC chip so that people have the option where, you know, they I can mean, either like... I feel like we have to say as like part of a analog community that that might not work for all of your Instagram contacts, right? That's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is my first live stream and I definitely Googled how it worked before uh, <laughs> accepting it. So. <laughs> well, you're doing great so far. Yeah, I'm feeling good. I was I was nervous, but I'm feeling better about it now. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the thing that I like about this format is that it doesn't feel super intimidating because it almost feels like FaceTiming with someone. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and that's definitely been, like, the main mode of communication for the last, like, year and plus now, so. Yeah, we all live in these tiny little screens. Yes, and then... Um, are even smaller film negatives so <laughs> yeah although That's, I did get a scanner I did like get one so I'm really happy with that now so what so, kind of scanner did you get uh, I got the Epson V600 just like something nice and light to start out with you know right. I think back concerned about one. moving again so I was like don't want something bulky and That's know, fair. Yeah. I think Becca picked up the same one too yeah, I'm, well, they, they went back in stock just a little while ago, so, yeah, yeah, and then I think next will be a printer, just because I want to hedge my bets on the dark room, so, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, and then I have, like, some, like, other drawings and stuff that I'd be able to use that for, too, so. Nice. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't committed to a film scanner yet, because I hate scanning. 
so much. <laughs> you know, it's, it's fine when, like, you know, I'm developing my film at this point, so I'm scanning them, and then I get to see them. I'm like, oh, this is great. But the first, normally, like, my first reaction when I see my photos is, like, I don't like them. And I have to come back to them later to like them. And I don't know if that's the scanning process or if it's just that that's my, like, gut reaction to, like, what I've pictured versus, like, what I actually have. Mm. And then I have, like, higher ambitions for myself. But, yeah. And then, you know, like, my, my twin is also doing um, a lot of film, too. So I don't develop her stuff because she does color. Uh, I'm just developing my black and white stuff now. Um, but since I've gotten the scanner, she's been, like, uh, asking me to scan some of her stuff. And I'm very close to showing her how to scan it. I just need to, like, sit down with her and show her. But, you know, it's just this the pressure, right? <laughs> like, of then, like, handling somebody else's stuff and kind of being like, oh, you're going to like this photo or you're not going to like this, you know. I don't want to, like... I don't know, set her up for certain expectations or whatnot either. So, but it's, it's super kind, time consuming to scan and then also to be scanning other people's negatives too. Is, you know, that's fair. Yeah. Whereas Aaron said, have you tried shooting negs on a light box with the SLR? It's definitely a process, but for prints, it's the best. Um, I haven't tried that yet. I haven't. Um, DSLR, like, I I don't actually have a digital camera. What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this iPhone here, this is just kind of as close to it as I get. Um, yeah. That's fair. Like, Becca didn't have one either, and I ended up, because I had to get rid of a ton of stuff when I was leaving Toronto, I ended up giving her one of my um, extra digital cameras. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where at a certain point you're like, do you just get one or I don't like Keely has one for work because um, she's a journalist. So I'm sure she'd let me borrow it, but yeah, I don't really feel the need to like, if it's something that I need to snap like in the moment and want to see right away, I use my phone. That's um, and if it's something that I really want to take my time with, I use analog. So, you know, I don't like, I'm not saying that I'm against it or anything. I just think, you know, I'm happy with the cameras I have now. Yeah. Um, Totally yeah, I kind of wish I was at home so I could maybe show them a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Jason says, I like not looking at roles I've shot for months, so I've forgotten all about them. It's easier to judge that way, but he didn't come up with that. Henry Wessel did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that definitely helps with, like, limiting your expectations. Is like, if it's not, like, a quicker turnaround, you kind of have, like, less of oh, I'm expecting this particular photo that I have in my mind to show up. That, yeah, I think that definitely does help a lot. I know over the pandemic, like, I had to move a couple of times. And so, you know, I was sending out my film for part of it. Uh, and just, like, the lag of time between getting it back or, like, not having to somebody to send it out to anymore because I moved or, you know, the person that was locally doing it, their house shut down. You know, I I did end up having things that, like, I ended up developing, like, quite a few roles at one point and then just, like, mass scanning them. So that was a bit nicer to, like, you know, I think be a bit more distanced from it. Um, but it was also kind of weird because you're going back to the beginning of the pandemic, like, a, you know, like, months, months later. And you're like, oh, remember when we did that? And maybe I 
wouldn't have done that. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, like I'm in Vancouver there. Maybe I wouldn't have gone to Vancouver. <laughs> like, you know, just like That's into the fair. city. But yeah, it's, it's interesting with with the pandemic stuff. Like we went to this taco joint in Gastown the other night, and um, you know the BC government, in their wisdom, have decided COVID is over here. I guess. <laughs> and I mean, yeah. At it, work, we're still making people wear masks. I just get to be mask free right now because I'm the only person here, and I've locked all the doors. <laughs> I still wear my mask, but it was just weird being at a place that was like the before time, and it was so loud, and like, I was just kind of like, man, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, it's a little overwhelming. I'm, you know, I'm glad I live in a more rural area just because it's a bit easier. Like, I'm, you know, I can kind of ease into that a bit more. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think like every time I see somebody's like full face, I'm like, oh, your face is naked now. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like the showing the knees and like the the before time. It's very risque, like a little ankle flash. You know, yeah. it's just like, like, oh my, ooh. Yeah, I'm just kind of scandalized, which I feel like is just so prudish. <laughs> but you know, it's yeah, I'm definitely still like here when people come into the museum, I have to be like, you you need to wear a mask and. I'm like one of the first people that you see and have to kind of like establish that. But yeah, there actually hasn't been a lot of pushback on that. So well, that's I good. Think a lot of people are kind of feeling the same way. So yeah, yeah, not so much here, but that's good that it's like that in Gibson's. Yeah, it's crazy. I've been living in BC for a year now. Um, and I really don't know Vancouver very well just because I have not really been able to explore there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't have a great notion of <laughs> what it's like there. So I think the, like doing a Northern Film Collective photo walk there would be great for me. <laughs> just like as somebody who actually lives here now. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, cause definitely when I first moved out here for the pandemic, it was just supposed to be a month, um, because I had been working at the Banff Center as a practicum mm -hmm. and they, that's what they told us. Like, you'll be back in a month kind of thing. I'd already been a little skeptical of that when they, like, issued that. Um, but, yeah, now it's, you know, it's been over a year, and I've just signed on to a contract that's definitely extending that. So, nice. yeah, it's, like, I've this is the first time in, like, that whole period of time that I'm, like, okay, I'm not moving in the immediate future. So I actually, like, getting to know the place a bit more intimately, and I think Vancouver's next when... I don't know, not when things are open up, but I think when it actually feels a little safer to go in. Yeah. Well, happy to show you around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would definitely be great. <laughs> um, yeah. Waste Talk through. Trucks sound great. <laughs> oh, man. I'll take you to some good food places because, you know, yeah. I did not build this Mecca <laughs> eating well, like healthy. <laughs> right? You gotta, you gotta know who to ask. Like, yeah, you know, I see where your strengths are. Yeah. Yeah, I like walking around and eating things. So. Yeah, that sounds perfect. <laughs> I mean, like I, I love the Sunshine Coast. Uh, we still have Molly's Reach out here. I haven't actually like gone to it since they've reopened or anything. But yeah, some of the food is not uh, that great. So. 
I mean, it's it's not Toronto here, but there's still some good stuff here. Like yeah, I mean Vancouver, I think is going to be like from a food perspective a bit better. I have been to the American, um, nice. which yeah, I liked that. They had like a burger where the buns were donuts. Um, I was a big fan of that. That's pretty solid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they have like a cute little photo booth in there, and yeah, that definitely like I think got me in the door. So. I think that would get Jason Moore in the door there too. That guy loves photo booths. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, it was pretty cool. And the guy who runs it, um, like the photo booth, not the restaurant, uh, is does tin types as well, and his studio oh. is right next door. So if, like that, I think that's how I found the American was through the tin type, or maybe I found the tin type through the photo booth. It's kind of all muddled now, but yeah, yeah, I did that in September of last year. Nice. Yeah. Waster of Silver on the scanning thing said that they made the mistake of scanning a few negs on drum scanners and now his their flatbed is so flat. <laughs> <laughs> oh That's god. True. Yeah, I'm definitely not a scanning expert. Like definitely still learning as I go with it. Uh, I have done some scanning before and I think definitely working in the archives now, I'm going to be doing a lot more scanning. So <laughs> it's definitely something if anybody has tips, like let me know what kind of programs you use. I've really just been saving it like straight from Epson. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not doing any editing. Um, yeah, I'm really, you know, I'm not anti-DSLR or anything like that. I'm just not digitally skilled. So I think, yeah, once those skills get built up a bit more, maybe then I'd do a bit more editing but so yeah, I, I have, have like, like raw files <laughs> i i have like a big epson like large format multi thing scanner printer whatever um i haven't really liked the epson scanning software so yeah. i've been using viewscan and okay. viewscan is pretty good i think it's like 30 bucks to buy it and uh it's been pretty decent yeah. and i've heard good things about silverfast too I, that's the one I've been hearing most about, I think, but it might just be that I like the name. It's, it's a cool name. Yeah. 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 yeah you can't, you can't go wrong with that. Good branding. Like, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. And then a lot of people use Negative Lab Pro for the conversion. Mm -hmm. I haven't fucked with it yet because really what I use it for, since it doesn't do transparencies, is just scanning Polaroids. So I haven't needed to. It, oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of. Yeah, like I definitely bought mine to scan negatives, so I was, you know, all about that. But yeah, uh, I have scanned a couple of different stuff too, like some Polaroids and whatnot. But yeah, I'm still testing some of the cameras that I have that are Polaroids that I like recently acquired. So, so what'd you pick up? Oh God, I wish they were in front of me. <laughs> Uh, I could definitely show you, but they're not here. Um, definitely, like, stuff, I think the, like, 60 series, 600 series. Okay, like the box cams? Yeah, yeah. So some of those, uh, the cool cam, I have one of those. Those are uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I have one of those. And then I think I got, I think I recently got a land camera. Yeah, there was a, a store um and gibson's that's the trading post and they went out of business so they had this big closing sale and so i kind of just went in and bought quite a few of their things really cheap uh just to see if i could like tinker around and 
you know, fill some pandemic time. So, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a, a thing on Instagram um, that's like, where is it? Um, what the hell is it called? <laughs> New Newland camera, I think, or something like that, where they're working on making a 600 back for the land mm -hmm. cameras that you could use like iType and SX70 and Yeah, that would be cool. I definitely try to buy cameras that have film still in stock because, you know, I don't want to cut things down and get into some of the more nitpicky stuff. Um, yeah, I'm definitely not too much of like a gearhead necessarily. Um, yeah, I like to kind of just take focus on the photos rather than all of the other things. Although. I mean, who doesn't love an old camera, so. Yeah, and the, the land cameras are just so cool with the bellows and everything on it. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely my first camera with bellows, and it's in really nice condition, like, has the case and everything, which is kind of what sold me on that particular one. Um, but that's the thing, I brought it home, and it's still in the case, because I'm a little scared of it. <laughs> but, yeah. They'll come out well, of the soon, probably. If you... If you end up coming to Vancouver, bring it with you and we can check it out and see yeah. if it works. And if it does... I'm pretty, I'm pretty like, confident with it. So, I mean, just that it works, not necessarily using it. That'll be a bit more of a learning curve, I think. But Yeah, like, depending, like, if it's a pack film series land camera, they're usually pretty robust. Like, the only thing that you have to do, if it's an electric one, is do the conversion so mm -hmm. that... Um, you can use AAA batteries in it because it uses like a funky battery that you can't get anymore. Or yeah, like... that's the thing with like buying some of those cameras. You have to kind of, I'm always in the store doing like a quick Google on it, just being like, okay, like, is this something I could actually use, you know, with relative ease without having to make too many adjustments? Like, I don't want, I'm not into 3D printing any parts, you know, like, it's just, if I have to learn a whole computer program to use it, like, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you can get some of that stuff online really cheap, but, you know, I, I do kind of enjoy being able to do it myself. Like, I do, like, you know, I shoot almost exclusively in black and white now just because I can develop it myself, um, you know, and in my bathroom and not really worry about it. Just turn, like, the shower vent on. So, yeah, yeah I had a roommate that developed color in our kitchen, uh, and then also like over our washing machine in the basement and I was like not super keen on that when that was happening I was like oh it's literally like you know where we eat and then also the clothes on our bodies so yeah yeah I was kind of like it's cool if you want to do that but I mean don't take me down with you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's fair yeah no this doesn't sound very considerate of them I mean they were down like they were definitely doing their own thing nobody else minded but I also was kind of like does it anybody else actually kind of know that that's not good like because at the point the art school I was going to in Boston no longer was doing color but they've actually recently brought it back into their photo department so but I, I took like the last class before they brought it in so you know I kind of just missed doing that color uh, so I've really only actually like learned black and white for like being self-sufficient in it I you know I could definitely take photos and send it to a lab in color but I don't know I feel like it's so much more gratifying to do it yourself 
Yeah, I like developing. I just don't like the scanning. Yeah, but out here, like, uh, you know, the London drugs that we have here, which is really one of the only places on the coast that you can get it, get anything developed, they send it out now. So one roll of black and white is $28 to get it developed and scanned. Yeah, that was the big push for me to just do it myself. Um, That's not worth it. There's no way I'm paying somebody else that much money, you know? Yeah, like, that's that's something I've been struggling with since moving here because, like, I was super spoiled in Toronto by downtown camera because, like... Yeah, you were. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah, and I miss it so much. Like, that's the one thing that makes me kind of want to move back to Toronto <laughs> is... Um, I mean, that's a great customer review. <laughs> it, well, they were fantastic because, like, yeah. their prices were great. Their scanning is amazing. Um, and, and their turnaround was awesome. Like, yeah. you know, being able to do same day sometimes if you mm-hmm. felt like spending the extra couple of bucks yeah. um, to get that dopamine hit of just like, yeah, yeah. my picture's back already. Um, yeah. I just haven't been shooting as much because... I've tried a couple of labs here mm-hmm. and I found one that's like their prices are okay, but their scanning I don't like very much. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, you know, I, when I first moved to BC, I was in Squamish, so I was just using London drugs. Um, and then when I was out in Nelson, I started while I was in Squamish sending my film out to Nelson because there was somebody local who was doing it. I felt better, you know, sending my business there instead of London Drugs. Um, but then when I moved to Nelson, like I still use that person, but then they like shut down their business pretty quickly. Oh. Um, yeah, I think they may have still been in school. So I, I think like their studies slowed it down. There was like a period of time where I was like, okay, it's been like a month. Can you give me my stuff back? Um, but yeah, then I moved, you know, back out uh, to the coast, and yeah, it's just London and drugs again, so I was, you know, just kind of pushed into the caffeinol realm, um, but, you know, I've been feeling, like, I like the results I'm getting there, uh, so it's not too bad. The only real thing that I have to buy, like, from a photo supply store is the fixative, and I just get that in uh, online, so... Yeah. It's not too bad. It lasts forever. So I'm not like constantly worried about, you know, chemicals expiring or, you know, running out or prices going up on stuff. Like, yeah. That's totally fair. How long were you in Boston for? I was there for three years. So I had moved uh, from Nova Scotia to Boston to go to art school. Uh, I transferred from NASCAD to the School of Museum of Fine Arts at Tufts, which is a real mouthful of the school, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. so I was there for three years uh, until I graduated and then just a little bit longer because um, I did like two years and a half there for like transferring after transferring some credits over. That was like all I had to take to finish up my degree. So, right. Yeah, yeah I, lo- I love Boston. It's such a yeah. cool place. I Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I had um, yeah, I had been kind of narrowing it down between, like, SMFA and Concordia, and I 
ended up just like reaching out to people that I knew that had gone to both schools and sent them the same message, just like asking how they liked it and all that kind of thing. And I got like two completely different responses back where like one person was like, love Montreal, did not like Concordia. And the other person was just like, I love the school, like best years of my life kind of thing. And I visited both schools and yeah, it was like completely different, uh, just like focus. I think of the school too and SMFA in particular had like a really open program where there was no requirements and there was no like actual like major so you didn't have to declare a major at all so I actually have like a just like a bachelor of fine arts and studio art and I could take whatever class I wanted whenever I wanted and like that's cool yeah and like especially because I was coming back into school that was something that really appealed to me was just not having to kind of start with introductory classes or anything like that. And especially since, you know, obviously I'm interested in photography now, but when I first started going, like I had, and I still am interested in like drawing, painting and metal work. So, you know, just having like a variety of interests, some of the schools don't really allow for that flexibility. And, you know, I found that like the school in Boston was a good fit for that. And then I ended up really liking Boston too. So that was kind of like a happy coincidence that I also liked the city. I mean, it's hard to compare a city to Montreal, right? But I did, yeah, I did really like Boston too, so. Boston just has like a very unique charm to it that I haven't come across in like any other city that I've gone to. And the accent just fucking kills me. Like. Yeah, but that, you know, that's the funny thing is like, I thought the accents that I came across there were like, you know, um, like interesting to my ear but then I got so many comments about my own accent and I was just like I don't know what you're talking about but well that's it about yeah <laughs> I can't hear it um we, yeah, we tried I, don't have a, I don't have a great ear for it I cannot fake accents I'm really bad at that um but yeah it was definitely something that, like when I was down there like there was more culture clash than I kind of anticipated going in, <laughs> but, you know, starting with the AC, but also with people, like, um, thinking that I was from, like, Australia or, like, Ireland. Yeah, just really, like, interesting where people guessed I was from. But, yeah, I was like, it's really not that far. It's, like, Nova Scotia, and they'd never heard of Nova Scotia, or they'd heard of, like, the Trailer Park Boys, which, if you're going to hear about Nova Scotia, that's not that bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was definitely, like, interesting. You could always tell when somebody had watched it because they would immediately pick up on the accent and be like, have you seen the Trailer Park Boys? It's like, yep, of course. <laughs> yeah, those guys love a good, wicked pissa. They do. But, you know, at that point, it was being filmed in Ontario, so I was like, actually, you know, they're not in Nova Scotia anymore. Oh, shit, they moved uh, the location. Yeah, there's something about that. Like, I mean don't get me started on like the Nova Scotia film tax <laughs> like mm. that was a whole other thing yeah that's disappointing what was your favorite that's... part of Boston oh well I I was living in Alston and I really liked that neighborhood like the food was great uh yeah I was living in a house with seven other people um and one of the roommates actually like uh, his family owned Coriano's, which is this, like, delicious 
um, Korean Mexican fusion place. Okay. If anybody is like around there, definitely hit it up. Um, yeah, it was delicious. Uh, yeah, the whole neighborhood is really good for food and is like pretty close to downtown. Um, you know, just like an hour walk from my school, which, you know, at the time seemed really close. Um, so yeah, I was really, I loved it there. And then there's so many different just like places to go. Like if you just walk around, you find so much there or, you know, there's just like so many different like resources to go to, like different libraries, different museums. Like it's just like the place is just crawling with that kind of stuff. And, you know, that's definitely something I'm interested in quite a bit. And, you know, we have some things like that in Nova Scotia too, but just like the scale of it in like Boston and it was like so much bigger, you know, I, you know, I came from outside of Halifax, but you know, I'd been in Halifax for a little while and you know, I was like, oh, well, I'm moving here from a small city, and people say Boston's a small city, like, it's not going to be that different, um, but then, yeah, definitely when I was there, like, a lot of people were like, oh, no, like, that sounds like a small town kind of thing. Yeah. So, it, but, you know, it did kind of feel like that. It was like, every time I visited home again, it felt smaller and smaller, so, you know, yeah, and then now I live in an even more rural place, so. <laughs> yeah. BC is good for the small towns. Yeah, for sure. I, I really, I like the transit system there. I found it like one of the better transit systems that I've experienced visiting places. Um, but also I've heard like people live in Boston hate it. <laughs> I mean, it was the first place that I lived that had a subway system. So I was really impressed. But yeah, like that was something I, I was like, well, I can get around really easy. Um, so that. You know, that definitely seemed interesting to me. I think some of the subways probably aren't as accessible as others, um, which might be, like, one of the bigger issues. And then, yeah. yeah, some of the trains are definitely, like, make these horrible noises. You know, like the, I think it was, oh, God. It's, like, it's been a while since I left now. Like, it's, I mean, it feels longer because of the pandemic, but I think it was the E train that they said was, like, the Scree train. Because it just the made Scree this train. terrible noise. Oh. Um. But I mean, like, just put some headphones on and you're good. So I, I liked the transit system just fine, but like, I didn't really have much of a background to compare it to. Um, definitely one time I visited New York from there and I saw one of the trains. I was like, is that like a bullet train? It's so fast. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I liked it better than Toronto system, but the times I've had to drive in Boston because the company I work for has like a head office um out there um i hated having to drive in boston i always like enjoyed doing the transit more i mean i made it three years there without ever driving so <laughs> you know that was yeah that was a big uh perk for me was that it was like you know i could go anywhere um just like walking or taking transit or a train or you know anything like that and you know sometimes like my friends would give some rides and I would get to see some other things too so that was really lucky but yeah I think you know just being able to be in a city and like if you live there not have to drive to me that says that the transit system works so yeah exactly yeah I didn't have any complaints um, and Paul has a question for you do you feel that you see in color or in black and white oh that's a good question um thanks Paul <laughs> 
Yeah, this is a great question. Uh, I mean, I think like when I'm thinking of things like in a, like, I mean, I'm a visual person, obviously, but like, I think when I think of things for certain projects, it'll depend. Like if I'm thinking thematically of like, you know, oh, I like the surface of this driftwood color is going to be part of it. Like if I'm painting it, um, that will be like kind of something that ties different paintings in together. But if that's something that, you know, I'm like going to be taking a photo of, it's definitely going to be black and white. Like there I'd be looking more for like texture and light. Um, yeah, like definitely because I take black and white photos mostly. Um, yeah, I definitely prefer black and white. It also, I feel like kind of cleans some elements up for different things that I would take photos of. Like if there's something that's like bright orange that I don't like that's in the photo, if it's black and white, it disappears. You know, if I don't want it to be there, it's not there. And so I think that kind of gives me a sense of more control over an image. So like, I definitely like to do that. Although, I don't know if you see any of my like drawings and paintings, they do tend to also be kind of muted color wise. Um, but yeah, I feel like I have a, sometimes colors can be a little tricky for me. Like I definitely see some things that I don't think are gray um, or I do think they're gray, but they'll actually be blue. Uh, and I do have a hard time with like reds and oranges. I kind of have a hard time telling those apart sometimes. Uh, but you know, That's normally definitely. context helps. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so in your adventures with black and white, have you found um, one particular film that like is the most compatible with your vision or you, you just like experimenting with different I ones? mean, I should experiment more. I feel like just because options are a little bit more limited for me right now. I normally use like uh, Ilford HP 5400, but it's also like when I was in art school, that was what I learned on. And it was also what we sold in the store and I worked at the school store. So it was just kind of like what was right there, you know, what yeah. I had to discount on. And then just from there, like I'm, I really am a creature of habit. Even if I don't mean to be, I'll find myself like re repeating certain thoughts and, you know, not even intending to like I'll do a drawing and realize I did something super similar like five years before so I feel like as much as I would love to be a bit more adventurous with film it's something that I also just like not really having to consider that as much um but yeah I think definitely something going forward like when I'm able to go get some more in person like in Vancouver or whatnot then I would experiment with some more. I do have some slide film that I got from, um, what is it, like film photography company in the States? Oh, film photography project? Yes, that one. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I'm keen to like experiment more with that because I did get a couple of projectors as well. So I'm really just kind of waiting for a concept to use that in. Um, but I know Keely has used some of the film I got, and I really liked the results from that. They are in color, so that'll be kind of a different direction for me. But yeah, I also, I ordered some like movie film from them as well, like some eight millimeter uh, that I haven't gotten around to using yet. But I do have some things to experiment with. I just, I don't know, I feel like just there's been so much else going on that 
it's just kind of nice and comforting to stick with what you already know. Yeah, I, I feel that a lot with the whole creature of habit thing. I, when I got really, when I was like getting all excited about film, I was trying all these different things. And then I started getting confused as to what I shot. Um, so I was just like, let's just make this easy. I'm going to shoot portrait for color and try X for black and white. Yeah. Um, but then like black and white, I ended up being like, okay, well, I'm okay with only using Portra yeah. for color, but in black and white, there's so many cool things <laughs> to try over there. So That's the thing. You get into different textures and grain. And I mean, I think some of it too is that now that I'm developing it myself, I kind of just want to, I don't want to forget which recipe I'm supposed to be using. So like, That's it's kind of nice if you just have one film, you just do the one recipe. It's the same all the time kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I think there's definitely room for me to experiment. I think it just also goes back to like when I did learn to do it. Uh, like, you know, I took a class in school. I feel like when I start something, I really kind of have that imposter syndrome where I do need to learn it properly. And like, it's hard for me to be an amateur at something. So I like to yeah. kind of go full in. Uh, and I did struggle in that class. Like, I think that was one of my more frustrating classes. Um, and it turned out there was something wrong with the light meter in the camera I was using, <laughs> but oh, I, yeah, I was absolutely going insane. Like I, you know, I was just so frustrated and I was like, you know, trying these different things. And, you know, it was like towards the end of the class when my professor, who is a really good professor, like, you know, uh, like Bill Burke, he's really great. Um, did take like an, another look at my camera. I was like, oh yeah, like it's this. I was just like, oh like you know this whole time I could have been getting like nicer shots and I don't know there was like the TA for the class said that like the compositions were good and stuff but I was like yeah but it doesn't matter if it doesn't come out like it you know so that was like I think just that frustration is kind of carried forward with me like doing like photos now you know I just don't want to go back to like feeling like I'm not really sure what I'm doing that's fair so I feel like some of that is just you know, going back to class and being like, because every, you know, we had to shoot a roll a week and every week we would come and have to, you know, project our images that we had done. And so every week people would, you know, the whole class would see that, like I'd mess something else up on my negatives. And it was just like every week I was just so annoyed, like first thing in the morning showing everybody that like my photos were bad again. So yeah, I did get it together towards the end, though. So that was kind of like a redemption arc for me. But yeah, me Samuel says massive Deb chart, um, which is great. If, if you've never checked out massive Deb chart, um, just Google it. And it has like all the different film um, types and like, you can pick what type of uh, developer you're using and it gives you like yeah. all the dev times and everything. Yeah, I've seen some of those, uh, and especially, like, you see some, like, you know, I'm using Caffinol, and you see, like, the bunch of different recipes for that, and, yeah, I think it really just comes down to being a creature of habit, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, especially for timing, I think that's something that, like, you know, I really have to go through the whole thing every time before I do it, I have to kind of, like, go through the steps again, 
um, just to like reacquaint myself with it. Even if it's just been like the day before, I'll kind of go over it again, just trying to avoid any mistakes like that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't tried the caffeinol yet, but maybe one day. I mean, I was surprised. I did not think it would work as well as it did. I know some people are like complete purists and use like salt water to fix it, but I haven't actually seen anything like conclusive on that. So I don't think I'll go that far into it, but I think for right now it's good, but I'm definitely open to like, like you know, learning water. more. <laughs> Like salt water they made or just getting some ocean water both i've seen i've seen both where like people will make salt water but i've also seen like different projects if it's like they're shooting a body of water they'll like develop it with that water um which is kind of interesting from an artistic standpoint but i think working in archives <laughs> has me a little worried right <laughs> Ari ariella says caffeinol hashtag triggered she had um a very terrible experience with our um, sworn enemies at Northern Film Collective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> it's very, it's very weird to me to, I mean, I guess that's the internet, right, where you have people who just like, dislike you on a personal level, when you don't know them. Uh, I think that gets to some really interesting kind of <laughs> points. But yeah, I mean, the best part about caffeinol is that you can do it yourself. I can say that for me personally, I would never send caffeinol away. And I'd really encourage you to try it again because like the results I was, I was pretty surprised with. Um, I was kind of expecting my first roll or two to just not turn out at all. And I don't know, once I used it, that's what I've been using since, so. Yeah, I think she mailed it to them, and then he mansplained to her how to take better photos. Yeah, I mean, as a business model, I think having a caffeinol-based um, lab that if you don't do any other kind of development, uh, I don't feel like that's a great business model because it is, like, the whole purpose of it is self-sufficiency and yeah. like, the accessibility to people, especially if you live in a more rural region. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if if somebody was running something like that and felt the need to feel better about themselves by being mean. But yeah, they they said it was just an extra perk of the service. <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, right. I thought the I customer mean... was supposed to give the tip, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, with those people, they give you the tip. Yeah, they always find some sort of way, right? I think that's one of the things I really enjoy about all the time I've used downtown camera is never once did anyone comment on how shitty some of my photos are and condemn me for wasting their time for making them develop and scan my shitty photos. <laughs> yeah, like to me, like as, as somebody who... I mean, I feel a little bit more secure in my practice now. That would still completely, uh, that wouldn't have been received well, for sure. <laughs> but I think I, I probably would have said some, something not very nice back. But, you know, that's like looking at, you know, somebody else's 
experience that I have no connection to. So it's easy to say what you may or may not do. Um, but I yeah, mean, I feel like that's just, I mean, I already went to art school. I had critiques like every week. I don't need to hear going forward as much. Like it's definitely still like, you know, if you're having a critique or your work's in a show, you're going to hear about it. But if you're submitting it privately, I don't think that's really appropriate. Uh, but no. you know, that's I think part two of why I'm developing my own stuff and scanning my own stuff. It's like, you know, obviously some of that first reaction, like you can be a little disappointed. At least I get to do that in private now. So I don't, yeah, I don't have to worry about it so much. Yeah. 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 Definitely when it was like the local guy I was using in Nelson, I was kind of like, I mean, this is not really like the biggest place. So it's like, what if he recognizes me from the photos? Like that might be a little awkward, like going around town and being like, you know, but. One, have you ever watched One Hour Photo with Robin Williams? You know what? I haven't, but <laughs> I'll add it to the list. <laughs> so if you don't like scary movies. Oh, I love scary movies. <laughs> okay, well, then perfect. He plays a guy that runs a one hour photo that um, ends up being really creepy about his patrons. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And Robin Williams plays a terrifying bad guy. That would be a that would be a nice kind of role to see him in, I think. It's it's like bone chilling the way that he plays the character in it. Like Ugh. it's just very creepy and just if you like if all you know is his comedic stuff and you watch that movie You'd expect like, a different movie. <laughs> exactly. Like you expect a different thing and it's just like, you know, this is where maybe he exercised like all of the not being able to get thing like the things Oof. that he could get in comedy movies, but it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, Brandy says it's more of a psychological thriller, and yeah, it's right. It's not yeah. really a scary yeah. movie. It's like there's it's probably like, no jump scares to it, but no, not well. Yeah, it's more like slow creepiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm definitely into that. Like I, I've definitely seen like more than my fair share of like older movies, so <laughs> I think. Yeah, definitely the horror genre is, you know, a good touchstone. Yeah, it's a a fantastic one, though. But yeah, just like when you were talking about small town, the guy might recognize, it made me instantly think of one hour photo. Yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where I was just like, but also if he recognizes me, I can be like, okay, you've had my film for like two months. Can you just send it to me now? (laughs) It's like, give me my film back. Yeah, it's like, look, I I know you're, like, young, and this is your business, and, you know, I want to support that, but I'm also, like, give me my stuff, like, you know, yeah, but. Yeah, I think that's a a hard one, um, when it's, like, small-town business kind of thing. Yeah, you know, and that's the thing, like, I stopped going to him because he did shut down. So, I mean, I was, I was no longer sending him the black and white. So I think I'd still be developing my own stuff, but you know, I was still sending out like, uh, like a couple of colors, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's part of like learning what works for you. And especially as like some services are like no longer being provided or like some film goes out of stock, like you always have to kind of adjust, but yeah 
I think that's part of why I don't want to experiment too much too is like I don't want to fall in love with another film and have it get taken away you know that's fair yeah just don't the best way to avoid that is don't buy any Fuji products <laughs> yeah I mean I I'm not buying Fuji right now uh, I don't see that coming up uh, but yeah I think yeah I just you know I just don't want to get my heart broken by analog um, that's fair yeah i'm not even gonna start with digital <laughs> well i i won't make any film recommendations then because I, okay. I don't want to break you out of your your, <laughs> your habits i and... i do have a couple of ones to try out um that i like currently have so once i get around to those i feel like just for some of the experimental ones i, I do want to have more of a concept driven project so for me um I do have to kind of wait sometimes for that to come and I'm hoping like working in archives and like doing like research. Um, maybe I'll come up with some ideas, especially like since I'm in like a specific location now, I'm kind of going to be here for the foreseeable future. It'd be nice to have something that I could actually like do in the area. So if there's something that comes up like in the local archive that I'm interested in, that could be like a jumping off point for me, but yeah, I think for awesome. some of those more experimental ones, I'll I'll have to wait for a concept, maybe. <laughs> yeah. What What are the films that you're hanging on to that you're you're waiting to try? Uh, I have one that I got from Film Photography Project that is like a, it's a slide film, but it is from like an anonymous government facility that oh, like okay. deaccessioned their film, and then Film Photography Project like re-rolled them. Um, so it's just kind of like a and they have like a little alien logo on it. So it's just kind of like a fun little quirky, like, oh, maybe it was the FBI kind of thing. So I have some of those to play around with. Um, yeah, and then just like some other more standard slide films. Um, yeah, I'm like gonna, I think, branch out into some more moving images, but we'll see how that goes. That all sounds really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just be testing the camera that I'm using that one for so I might do it like just like some quick test rolls. <laughs> I'll pose one second. That'll just be you. Okay great because I'm definitely going to blink. Um, yeah fine. I've definitely uh, oh my god I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> we always get weird when the camera's in our face right? Yeah, it's the worst because, you know, I take I take photos of other people sometimes, like definitely not a lot right now. Like it's mostly just like, you know, the people in my bubble. But yeah, once the camera turns around, like I don't know what to do with my face. Um, there's a lot of photos of me blinking or just like kind of being like, but yeah, trying to get over that stereotype of the photographer who can't also be in a photo. That's fair. So, yeah, especially I think since I did get more into photography when I was in Boston and like several of my roommates and friends were into film photography. So like, I definitely, like they would take some photos um, and sometimes take photos of me if I was like not um, being weird about it, I guess. Uh, so I, I got to like become more familiar through them and seeing like the cameras they used and the film stocks they used. And then uh, like for me, I didn't want to like, I don't know, kind of encroach too much by asking too many questions. So like did take a class to kind of formalize what I was learning. But 
yeah, that was definitely part of it was like a lot of people having cameras out and then um, living in like a, a show house where we had bands play in the basement. So we had different events happening there and people bringing cameras uh, to shoot those. You know, definitely you have to come out of your shell a bit at some point. So, you know, I'm still working on that a little, like with cameras specifically. But yeah, I think that's something that like, we got to get together. You can't hide behind your camera all the time, right? Yeah, yeah I I'd sometimes turn the tables and I let people like shoot me back. Where yeah. it's like, okay, here, you could take the camera and like, you know, take a picture of me. Um I don't really like having my picture taken though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it can be tough, right? I mean, I take a lot of photos of my twin, so I kind of cheat at it. Where it's like, you know, if you go through my Instagram, it might it might look like it's me, but it's actually somebody else. <laughs> and then quite a few of the photos of me are taken by her, so it's a bit more comfortable, you know, when it's like your twin doing it, I think. Um, but or like one of your close friends. I, I definitely feel like if it's somebody else, then I might have a more disappointed face, especially like I have such a hard time controlling my facial expressions. I feel like it's really obvious if I'm like, don't want my photo taken or if somebody, yeah. or if I don't like the person who's holding the camera, I think it becomes a bit more obvious. Um, yeah, so <laughs> that can be a bit of a trickier situation sometimes where I just feel like, you know, you end up seeing, like, what other people see, and, like, if you have, like, not the nicest face on, you can kind of be like, oh, I look like a mean person. <laughs> like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Brandy yeah. says you can totes hide all the time, just won't be really a record of you living life. Yeah, I mean, you do at some point have to be, like, in the photos, right? Um, yeah, it's interesting with that like so there was a youtube ad i saw the other day which was kind of interesting for a documentary on val kilmer um okay. which is kind of like the trailer was interesting and i'm tempted to watch it even though like he was kind of a dick to some indigenous folks in a neighborhood that he moved into yeah. um, but maybe he's made good on that since but i guess he's been um recording his life um since like the i guess like the 80s or something when he started getting some money so it's like he had a video camera as soon as he could afford one and was oh, just, wow. like he's been recording his life on like super 8 and um you know uh camcorders and things like that mm -hmm. so like the documentary is just like going through all of these like you know decades of film that he shot about um the uh about his life and it just it seems really it looks really fascinating and it's just yeah. interesting seeing like all of the different eras as well because there's like you know video from like the 80s and stuff and like you know the 90s and um i think i might check it out yeah cool. i mean there's no harm in it especially if you pirate it you know so yeah yeah, if if I'm watching a movie and you know I have a problem with like the producer, or the director, for whatever reason, then I mean I'll just find it online sometimes and feel a little bit better that at least I'm not putting money in the pockets of people that like I don't think should have 
the same level of power that they do. But yeah, I think uh, it is interesting, especially if somebody has like an archive that's that long, you know, and if you have money, you typically like will update the cameras. So yeah. you can kind of see like that change as well, like with the technology as it progresses. And that's really interesting. I feel like in my own family, like I have um, a bunch of videos that are like of my mom when she was young and like her family. And then at a certain point, I think it just kind of stops as like the cameras change and like you just didn't keep up with it or yeah, I don't think I've seen any from my childhood. I don't really remember like like a camcorder, um, but there might have been one. I just didn't really register. But yeah. yeah, I feel like like looking through your your own kind of like archive of life is really interesting. And I think if you're not actually in it, you do look back on that later and like regret it a bit, you know, especially like certain moments you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, like I... I wish I was in that photo, but yeah, I think, I think it helps too. like the better you get at taking photos that it does make it a little easier to kind of be in them and, you know, not make the same silly face or, you know. Totally. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I definitely have some regret that I didn't get into shooting earlier. Um, Cause there's like, I don't know. I was too busy, like, being a drunk asshole in high school to like, really take time shooting. And there's just, like, all these moments in my mind that I remember that I wish I would have had a camera for, where it's yeah. just, like, that would have been such a great photo. Or, like, I wish I had a picture of, like, this person's face that I missed that, like, they're not here anymore and, like, I'll never be able to see them again. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely sympathize with that. I think, I think part of the guilt for me is that, like, my first darkroom class I took at NASCAD as, like, a, um, like, a weekend thing. I went, like, a couple of weeks uh, on Saturdays to it when I was, like, 16, and then I just didn't get a camera after it. Like, I was like, that was cool, and then didn't even think to, like, keep it going or follow it up because, like, I just got, you know, you got, like, the camera was, like, rented as part of the class, so it's just, like, I didn't really kind of pursue like how I could actually keep doing that going forward you know and Halifax has a dark room um so that like you can go and do all sorts of stuff in. and I never got into that while I was there and it was like you know one of my last years in Boston when I did it and you know I I think now like oh I would have you know I would have loved to have that earlier and kind of document some other things too i mean talk about being a drunken asshole i don't drink anymore so i won't get too much into that but <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think the camera can be a bit of a crutch now at parties where you're just like well i don't drink so like i can i can do this instead but i mean exactly was time i was at a party really so yeah i i, <laughs> I try to avoid drinking but there's some people that bring it out of me um in yeah. some environments that feel safe and so I'll let it go. I, I, I'm not going to judge you for that. I do wish that I had, like, I think one of the things I look back on the most that I wish I'd had my camera for was, like, uh, I was living in Cape Cod for a summer, and I was working at, like, an arts nonprofit there, and I really wish I'd had my camera then, and that was, like, right before I took the camera class, so it was just, like, I don't know, I wish it was, like, one of the first classes I'd taken at SMFA, mm -hmm. just because, like, now so much of my practice, I think, is, like, interconnected across different mediums, and I think 
it just kind of brings something that was lacking earlier in my arts practice. And I think if I had introduced that earlier on, it would have, uh, I mean, you can always look back and be like, I wish I had done this, but yeah, yeah I think especially for like living in Cape Cod, that would have been really cool um, to have, like, it's just so beautiful there. So yeah, and I was working with a bunch of different artists as well. So it would have been cool to like photograph some of those workshops, uh, you know, and just like, kind of document more of that. Now I have to like scroll back through my iPhone to remember things. And I don't know, there's just something so artificial about that. So it is kind of weird. Like, yeah, a lot of my memories are now just in the iPhone. Yeah, I kind of worry about like, I don't know, like the digital burning of Alexandria or something where like, you know, if all of this disappears, it's like, oh yeah, I'm, how am I going to be able to like function and have like a brain that is not also like part of a device? You just gotta get yourself one of these guys? Yes, oh my god. Oh, uh? <laughs> uh, the brick, yeah. Yeah, the Synology NAS. I just, this is a new one. I'm after this um, thing, I got to go pick up hard drives for it. And oh, wow. It. <laughs> it's brand new then. Well, new to me. Um, oh, okay. But it's an upgrade from the one that I had previously. But they're yeah. super duper handy. Yeah, that's definitely like some next steps. Like I have, you know, I've been, now I have the scanner and all that. I have like a lot of stuff on my computer and, you know, that's something I'm going to need to back up sooner than later. I've definitely had some friends who learned that too late um but yeah so that that would definitely be something if, if anybody has backup recommendations for like hard drives and stuff well sure we got people out there for that I'll, I'll tell you what you can have the one that i'm replacing oh i just have to go to vancouver yeah just when you come here you, you can yeah. you yeah. can pick it up it's still good like it's just older but yeah i just wanted something faster but it's great for like <laughs> protecting your data so yeah yeah definitely um i mean definitely something i'm looking at too just like with this job i'm you know doing a lot of collections management now and i'm kind of seeing some flaws in my own so it's something to kind of keeping keep updating as you go along right so yeah, yeah someone says they shoot glass plates i mean that that could be good but <laughs> if you're going to put, you know, shoe tin type, then at least it's a little bit more robust than the glass plates, because glass plates, you can still smash them. Yeah, I mean, not to, not to, like, burst that bubble or anything, but we do have some of that in the collection, and a lot of them are, are struggling right now, conservators-wise, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's definitely some stuff I'm working with right now that I'm not sure I would want to go back that far um especially since I'm not super into the experimentation yet like I think that's something yeah. that you know I do want to grow in but like just right now no and then I think especially with the glass plates um I can be like fairly clumsy um you know I have a cat she gets into a lot of trouble you know I don't that's I don't what know. they do <laughs> Yeah, she's quite skilled. She's also pretty clumsy. Like she has, um, she's like partially blind in one eye. So she's actually not very graceful for a cat. So, you know, we don't want to break any glass negatives around her or like glass slides or anything. Yeah, 
make her condition even worse. So that's totally fair. Yeah. But yeah, and just like some of the ones here that I don't know, there's not a lot of repair I can do for them. So it kind of breaks your heart when like the photo is itself an object that does become kind of an issue for conservation. So those is like some of those are really interesting time machines though. Um a friend of mine owns a joint here called Space Lab in Vancouver, which is like this store of all of the things you never knew you needed, but now you want <laughs> And um, he has all of these, like just boxes of these old glass plates. And I was looking through a few of them. And <laughs> one of them was wild because there was a dude rocking a push broom mustache. <laughs> And it was just like, there was a time before a crazy man ruined that look where it's like, you know, people yeah. used to rock those and there You're wasn't. Like, when was this photo taken? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. it's just like, was this a before or after photo? Because yeah. <laughs> hard to tell. Definitely some photos in the archive here that I will not be sharing publicly. So like... Yeah, I mean, you always get that with, like, certain uh, things that just are not politically correct. You know, you gotta be careful. Some, there's definitely some images, too, that I'm like, oh, this would be great for Halloween, and then you look a little closer, and you're like, oh, that person's doing blackface. Like, that, I'm not sharing that. So, you know, it can be a bit tricky, like, navigating some of that, and then planning some exhibitions. It's like, well, you can't just, like, kind of erase some of that you do want to include like the reality of different you know communities but but that's totally cool because our prime minister did that so it's it's fine you can you can totally <laughs> i know i voted for him but like uh, how disappointed yeah. are you <laughs> he's just such a drama teacher you know like yeah there's just always that kind of performance and you know, then recently with getting the vaccine through his tattoo, it's like, you know. Wait, what? Doing. I missed that one. Oh, yeah. Like, the photos of him getting his vaccine, like, he has, like, a First Nations design tattooed on his shoulder, right? Like, of course, he's, like, the king of cultural appropriation. And then, like, he has both of his vaccine photos, like, the vaccine is going through the tattoo. And I'm just like, you kind of done the other arm, like... Yeah. Just like how all of his practices go right through Indigenous rights. Yeah, I'm like, oh, is that the next pipeline? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but he did appoint a, uh, an Indigenous person to another government position for, you know, probably a temporary time. We'll see. Yeah, but I don't know, like, if this is, like, remembered super well, but I remember when I moved to the States and people were like, oh, like, Trudeau is so much better than Trump, because um, Trump was elected, like, two months after I moved there uh I was just like yeah except for that one time he had a boxing match with a conservative indigenous MP and the prize was like whoever lost had to cut their hair and I was like dude that's like that's just really oh. messed up and just like knowing the context of that and like the importance of that and also being like well if you lose it doesn't mean as much to you like you know, that's just, I don't know, I, I found that, like, really disrespectful. And, of course, like, 
you know, they both agreed to do it, but I don't know. That, like, just seeing that happen, I was like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, why are you doing these performances? And, like, do you not understand, like, the significance of this? I don't know. Or when they went and did their vacation in India and dressed more Indian than the people in India. <laughs> that, that one was, like, that was so wild. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, definitely the part of our archives. Trudeau's not in any of them, but there are definitely some people who uh, would definitely hang out with him that are in the archives. So. Yeah, it, it's interesting because, like, Canada has such... I don't know what the right word is for our history, but um, a divisive in fascinating history i suppose maybe yeah history and modern day really it's we're not very far from the history really though in modern yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah it's hard to talk about it, like in terms of history right like it's it's still happening uh you know like trudeau is currently our prime minister and... it is but you know what might be fascinating like having an archives like that where you have these dark artifacts yeah maybe it would be an interesting exhibition to to show those well we we that's the thing we do i mean i really just started here so it's like it's not something that i'm like spearheading right now or anything yes. but like the curator that i'm working with is like uh i really like enjoy his like take on things and like i think that a lot of our values line up and that was like a really big part of like taking the job was that I don't know, I thought that uh, since it's a really small team, it's really like the two of us and a summer student okay. that, you know, we would have to kind of agree on a lot of those things. Like, I thought that was really important to kind of suss out before taking the job. Um, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, like looking at around the museum, you see a lot of like those more realistic approaches and like definitely like actually acknowledging things uh, and just like the real lives of people who lived here uh and you know communities that are here now like you know it's yeah it just, it, it's that, a good history be... to put together but like to you know and in a small space to like kind of mix that all in together i think that like the current like the current curator has done like a really good job um of that yeah like that i just feel that would be a very interesting exhibition to have where it's just like all the stuff that people would typically shy away from and be like oh don't show that because like that's that'll put us in a bad light yeah. or it's like you know an exhibition where it's just like the raw history of Canada not whitewashed not whatever yeah yeah that's the thing like definitely um the you know the curator's done a lot of work for that and I'm excited to see like our some of our exhibitions that we come up with for the future uh, is just something that since we were really just reopening from the pandemic it's not the first thing that we're going to be focusing on but I'm yeah, excited to see like that and especially as this will be a position where I'm more involved with exhibit planning I think that's something that I'm like really excited to get into um, and especially that we agree there's not going to be like I think too much tension within the team about what we're going to be displaying uh, and how we 
were really going to be like framing things uh yeah i mean like even on some of our social media like i I know matthew shared some of the images from like residential school that is in the area and people were responding to me like i didn't even know we had one and it's like yeah (laughs) like of course you know they're everywhere like yeah yeah there's like 130 some of them in canada yeah you know it's like no for sure like so i think that's uh yeah i don't want to make any promises about upcoming exhibits but it's definitely something that is like currently on display but we're going to be including like some more perspectives as well and we're doing some repatriation work that i'm really excited about too so that's awesome i'm saying we but like i really just started so it's like he's doing it and now i get to too so (laughs) yeah I can't with, really take having, any credit for it yet, but yeah. with having so much historical kind of data there, um, do you guys do any work with any of the indigenous communities to help them with land claims and things like that? Uh, so that is actually like kind of complex, like especially like on the Sunshine Coast. You know, I am not a local yet, so it's not mm-hmm. something that I can speak to like historically in a lot of depth or even like uh, contemporary, but a lot of uh, like businesses here and whatnot are actually native owned. Uh, There are quite a lot of uh, like businesses that are like on band land and are like run through the nation, Um, especially like in my town, like that I live in like where I live, if I walk down the beach, like not even two minutes, I'm actually like on nation land. So uh, that's not something that I've been doing uh, just because like that has been closed off. Like the nation has like blocked certain residential streets from access, which is having moved here during the pandemic. And that's why the signs are up. has been really interesting to me because it is more visual to see where like the nation land is here. Um, But we do have like a land surveyor on the board and there are like quite a few archives about some different land allotment laws that have been like, like taken in through different waves of history and like how that kind of worked. So it is interesting to see that uh, like colonization and effects and also like, kind of like the current day situation so yeah definitely as like I'm coming to learn more about like the place where I've only recently moved here like in January um it's like pretty interesting uh to like see those kind of archives like firsthand and then also like take the bus home and like see you know like where the bus stop is and like where I live you know I walk like like my bus stop is actually on nation land and then I like go home and I'm right next to it as well and then the businesses on like different sides of me are also like nation owned so it's like really interesting like here that it's you know it is like a lot more of a visual presence um especially for like you know some of the smaller towns like at least where I'm from like if you saw nation land like it wasn't really as close to like some of the city or the towns right yeah. so 
yeah, that's definitely like something I'm I'm looking at a lot here. But it's easier to look and see, I think, when you're new to some place. So, yeah, I mean, still that's... learning a lot and definitely not trying to sound like an expert in anything. But I mean, yeah, definitely something that looking a lot here. We do have some workshops um, that are led by an Indigenous artist. Uh, and she does like basket weaving workshops and we do uh, quite a few of those. They're on hold right now, but uh, I'm eager to see those start up again. And yeah. That's awesome. And, you know, hopefully like I'll be able to document some of that stuff for the future archives of the institution. But yeah, be cool. That is very cool. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Like, it, yeah. it sounds like a really great opportunity for you to, like, you know, learn more about your your craft, but also learn <laughs> more about um, the area you're in. Yeah, I think it's a good fit. Um, yeah, especially, like, moving around uh, so much. Like, this last year has been, like, pretty uh, unrooted for me. So I think it's it's nice to be in one spot for, like, a certain length of time um and like you know commit to a, a job that's going to be you know longer than a year uh and yeah I think it's a good fit you know like I think there's a lot that I can learn here and I think there's a lot that like I can bring to you know as a curatorial assistant you know I'm excited to learn more about the exhibitions that you guys yeah will have. for sure I mean we're open like six days a week so <laughs> yeah catch the ferry we're just up here we got a beachcombers exhibit too so oh, that's cool yeah. yeah i've never been to gibson so it sounds like a like it's a cute it's a cute place like i like it um, yeah i don't live in town or anything but you know it's cute so that's cool yeah and then next time i can actually like show some of the gear i have but not right now. I would show you some of the the stuff we have here, but uh, I don't think that would be well received by the board. No, that's fair. <laughs> so, I want you to get in trouble. Yeah, so. Like two of the enlargers are are in the bathroom, so. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's a good place for them because there's water and stuff there, so you could like you know work with the the negatives and. Yeah, I mean. They, they might be in a bit rougher shape. I still have to, like, kind of take them out and give them a once-over, but we'll see, yeah, where they are at. Yeah, the curator wasn't sure what they were, so they are just kind of, like, stuffed back there, but, yeah, definitely going to be checking out some of the nooks and crannies around this place, see what other treasures are to be found. So, yeah, i got to find a nice little spot where you could set up a dark room. There's so many dark rooms here. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I, I, can, I can try. I just have to see how well received that is uh, and then how actually practical it would be um you know definitely can't do it in one of the archive spaces and most of our dark rooms are for that mm. and then aside from that it's you know the bathrooms and those are public access so <laughs> that complicates things for sure but, yeah might have to stick to my own bathroom that's fair yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, I appreciate you hanging out with me uh, yeah. for a little bit and 
sharing the adventures of uh, your your education and your creative work and uh, what you've got going on over there with the archives. Yeah, um, I'm definitely excited about this position. So, you know, it's a good time to get a job, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, I'm running a, a little bit out of like the the brain steam. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I went straight from work to this. I mean, I'm still at work technically, but I don't think I'll count these this hour on my yeah. time. Yeah. So. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Um, don't. Yeah, I mean, I still have to like set the alarm and lock the building after this. So. <laughs> well, I should let you get on with your evening but thank you yeah. for hanging out with me yeah, and sure. um thank you to everyone for tuning in i appreciate all of you guys like you know it's um it's amazing to have guests uh, spend time with me and have all of you join us and, and uh, hear our conversation and interact with us in the chats yeah i'm um, glad that i don't see like the notifications for it because i feel like that would have intensified the situation for me but i'll be looking at them later on and yeah you know, see who's else tuned in. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. I feel like, yeah, my rambling can be a lot once you like have been like not socializing for so long. It can be a little much, but you know, it's a, your rambling was poster, great. So I can just talk and talk, right? <laughs> well, your, your rambling was great and Perfect. it was fantastic chatting with you. And, uh, I really hope we can put together an NFC event uh, here. I think that would be a lot of fun to uh, yeah. meet yeah. people out here. And um, yeah, hopefully that would inspire Becca to put one together for uh, for Toronto as well. Yeah, I definitely think that that would be like great. I'd love to do that. Um, it'd also be great if I recognize anybody on the ferry like coming back. Then if somebody Ooh. else lives on the Sunshine Coast, we can hang out. Still looking to meet people out here. It's been you know, you can't really meet people often, like in person right now. So it's been a little strange, like living in a place where I don't actually know anybody local. So yeah, definitely looking forward to being able to like actually interact a bit more uh, in person <laughs> and yeah, and see more of Vancouver for sure. Like it's weird that I have been living so close to it and feel like I don't know the city at all. Absolutely. Well, I mean, if you want to do a walk on sometime, I could pick you up at the ferry joint in <laughs> Vancouver. So yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Happy to tour you around. Great. Yeah. And uh, next week, I'm going to have uh, Morbid Jay out of New York, um, who's a great uh, instant. South of the border. Okay. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah we're we're going to dip down south of the border again. Um, he's a great. Polaroid and film photographer um so that should be a fun fun yeah I'll check that out maybe activate some of my Polaroid cameras you know <laughs> exactly we'll get you doing the Polaroid instant film oh somewhere. yeah I mean Polaroid is amazing right it's like its own totally own thing like definitely want to get into it more well but... so before we take off one thing that I have been really digging is I picked up this uh instant lab I have seen those around. How They're, do you like it? I fucking love it because you can do these cool collage things with it. So this is a 35 millimeter photo mm -hmm. that I turned into a Polaroid collage. Oh, 
Did you get muted? Uh, it's like my Instagram limit timed out. <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. Okay, wow. Yeah, I have to. Yeah. It's hard for me to understand how that worked. Like, I'm really one of those people who needs to walk through the whole process. Um, I would well, love to it see gets that. even crazier. So I took a photo of that and then I made a Polaroid of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just getting metas, like the Polaroid of the Polaroid. Well, so th this was because there's this cool little um, mini art gallery thing in Granville Island where mm -hmm. it's like a free art thing and you just put, it's like a free book library, but for Wait, art. With the tiny little people in it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I've seen this and like on Instagram. <laughs> I haven't yeah. been able to like actually see it in person, but yeah, so I find so many of the like little exhibition spaces that have cropped up like in the last year. For, like, and so it's like... Thing drop some art off and take some art off. So I've been yeah. dropping instant photos in there. So that's what this one's for. I'm going to drop oh, that wow. in the little art gallery thing. Yeah. See, that's the thing. There is a lot to see out there. And I just feel like every time I go, I'm like, the day's too short. Yeah. Well, you have a place to crash. <laughs> the fairy thing. So yeah, for sure. You, know, you just got to make some time to come out here. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's the thing, right? It's like, but, yeah, time yeah, is always difficult. Sure. But speaking I mean, of time, I should let you get on with your evening. Um, yeah. But, you know, thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. Love all you guys. And yeah, thank thanks, you. everybody. Uh, can't wait to actually hang out in real life. Yes, really looking forward to that. You'll hear even more rambling, and there's probably uh, a much longer time limit. So, <laughs> yeah, get ready. I'll have to bring, like, my own water to it or something just to keep Definitely. it. <laughs> I'm ready for rambles. Um, have a great night, though, and stay yeah, safe. Yeah, you too. Yeah. All right. Cheers, everybody. Bye.